Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. Um, you, I remember how excited you were when they were like, from Nintendo. They're releasing a box. And you're like, I'm like, what? And you're like, it's a cardboard box and it's from Nintendo. Labo. Labo, the yeah. box. And or whatever. And uh, and I was like, and you were so jazzed about it. I've heard nothing since then. Or I, I barely even knew that it came out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what probably happened? It launched and then it rained and everyone lost their Labo. <laughs> Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. I'm Andrew Bascom. And I am Mikey-o <laughs> I have just been walking around my apartment going, and guess what? My player one loves it. <laughs> just loves it. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing, and not yeah. to get too much into the movie yet, because if you want to hear our thoughts on the movie Ooh. and how the movie and the game intertwine, you're obviously going to have to go over to the Mushroom Club yeah. at... Uh, patreon.com slash retrograde podcast where we're going to actually have the GoldenEye movie episode mm-hmm. and we've had all the movie episodes this month but the beginning of GoldenEye the movie mm-hmm. the sound it makes like the yeah. I'm used to how powerful and emphatic it is in the new ones it was very subtle, subtle yeah. in, I, in I this I thought movie. the exact same thing first of all the gun's smaller like the barrel of the yeah. gun is smaller the music is much quieter and I think about it like when it comes to Star Wars and like they've just like tripled the orchestra yes yeah. and with the the, one of my favorite parts about the James Bond series of movies is it's always been produced by the Broccoli family. Uh, that is always- <laughs> Big Broccoli. I, oh, Big Broccoli. Yeah, they're in the pocket of Big Broccoli. That's why <laughs> That's why at one point he's always like, uh, shake a nut shirt and a side of broccoli. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, that always made me laugh as a kid. Like Albert Broccoli produced this movie. <laughs> and I imagine some kind of Veggie Tales like, you know, eyes on a head of broccoli. Do you think Broccoli, the vegetable, was named after a person? Oh, boy. Oh boy! Or was the person named after the broccoli? Oh, it's a wow. real chicken and egg situation. I, I'm glad man. you're bringing up things that are going to keep me up at night. Uh, <laughs> unless broccoli is like Latin or something like that we don't know about it. I don't know. Now, if this were a Bond movie and you mm. said "keep me up at night," someone mm. would give you a wink and a nudge, <laughs> yeah. and then a pat on the little tuchus. <laughs> six people would like six, six, yeah. people would lean into the room like, "Hey, me? No? Oh, not me? Okay, me also? Yeah, okay." It's impossible to have a conversation that doesn't include sexual harassment in the Bond universe. Yeah, oh, yeah. So we're going to get into that and so much more at the Mushroom Club. I I just, this, uh, okay, I'm trying to explain this properly, but like almost with every game when we announced it, in my head, you know, privately, because Mikey and I do a really good job of, even though we talk all the time, we try and keep our opinions of the games and movies separate until we're right on microphone. And it, and it bubbles up. Sometimes oh. we'll be like, oh, okay, we have to stop talking now. Yeah, we do this like when we like warm up with the mics, we start talking we're like, okay, shut up, shut up, shut up. We play just the tip with our conversations. <laughs> we get like that, like just paper thin away from kissing. It's like, oh no, we can't. We can't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The podcast. Um, no, and so- with GoldenEye, this was a clear one where I was like, well, the game is the the star. We right. can't wait to go play this game. That's the, of a retro gaming podcast, which we host, you know, for a, a people of a certain generation, GoldenEye is the game. Yes. And so I was like, well, that's going to be big. Obviously, Assassin's Creed game, that would be bigger than the movie. Right. But the Matrix movie will be bigger than the game. Sure. And, you know, you kind of, you had favorites in your head. I can't believe how much I have to say about this movie. Oh. I, I can't believe how much I, I have to say I, about I have- Honestly, this this sounds weird, and, and like I said, we'll kind of drop the movie a uh, bit now yeah. uh, uh, and move into it in the Mushroom Club, but I have somehow more notes on GoldenEye the movie than I did on on uh, The Matrix Reloaded, oh, which wow. is full of... I mean, if you listen to that episode, oh. I was chalked full of like just this nervous energy to talk about everything. <laughs> Here's a preview of what you missed on that Mushroom Club. Uh, this is me going like, 
well, that was dumb. Like, and I laugh and like, he's like, oh, that was actually uh, Emmanuel Kant that actually said that. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. So when 89 uh, Agent Smith fought Neo, he's like, yeah, no, that was a story of eagles fighting lions. Okay. Oh, okay. It's a very well, Nietzschean premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get it. It went over your head. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I, I'm excited to talk about the movie, but right now, obviously we're talking about the game mm-hmm. and this game, like you mentioned people of a certain generation, let's call us men of a certain age <laughs> yes. and, and for men oh, no. and women and everything in between of a certain age yes. who- people. People of a certain age, that works. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I said what you said, but shorter. <laughs> That's usually how this podcast works, actually. Um, this game just meant so much to so oh, yeah. many of us. Uh, it, it goes beyond... I honestly don't think games in their current form have the capability of improving on the formula as much as a game like GoldenEye could. I don't think you could release a singular unit right. that would have the impact of something like a Mario 64 or a GoldenEye until there's like a leap in technology like the move to VR when that becomes like an actual like tactile thing. And incredibly accessible and right. easy. Right. I think that's the, the, I completely agree with you. And I think modern day uh, video gaming, you can look at and see like some of the most profitable games out there like uh, a Call of Duty or a Fortnite or kind of like mass multiplayer shooters, first-person shooters that you shoot with other people yeah. can all point itself back to games exactly like GoldenEye. For sure. Because you're trying to chase that feeling of four people over to sleepover where you were like shooting each other till two in the morning. Right. And drinking Grape Crush or something like that, you know? <laughs> um, I, I, that, I, I never felt something like that. I've never felt connected to yes. people while playing a video game. To me, video games were very solitary. And, okay, uh, I didn't have the same solitary experience, but well, like the communal were, multiplayer yes, was a different yeah, Sorry, thing. maybe yeah. I should say that. You and like another person might play, or you might play two players, yes. or you might pass controllers off. But this felt like four people doing independent things at the same time. Yeah. Whoa. You know, at least when it was like two players, it was Sonic and Knuckles. Right. You're going the same way on the same screen and all this kind of stuff. Now four people have four little screens and they're all going their own way. Yeah. Well, that blew my mind. Well, you talk about going the same way on the same screen. And yeah. I, I know we, uh, typically we, we don't get into the game this early. And uh, this is kind of new for us, but for those of you who are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, what we like to do is take a look back at games we played uh, when we were kids, something that usually meant something to us or right. had some sort of an impact. We rate and review the games as we remember them back in the day. Then we take a break, play the game, play some of that audio, come back and rate and review the games again as they stand up in the modern day. But typically, before we get into any of that, we just kind of dick around a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. before we do that, I did want to mention- Before we you, dick around, before we talk about Before the game. we dick around, before we talk about <laughs> the game, I do want to mention one more thing about the game okay. to, to leave us off you mentioned you know playing something like sonic and and knuckles and going the same way and all that (laughs) this game was originally designed as a side scroller or conceived of as a side scroller yeah because of the success of donkey kong country which was also Uh, a rare title we had it when we played on this podcast we did we did donkey kong country 2 ah yeah son of a bitch son of a bitch well also by the way sonic and knuckles is the way i went not sonic and tails i was like no screw tails go right to knuckles yeah go go to knuckles go to knucks i want to be knuckles deep in that game (laughs) oh my god you know what's weird about Knuckles too? It's not like he punched people. You know, like no, didn't he use the knuckles to like climb? Oh yeah, he did. You're right because tails could fly, knuckles right. could climb, and and that little blue hedgehog, he could just run his ass he off. He just his superpower charm. Honest, I've always thought Chili dogs. that that. that <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of superpower being charm. James Bond's superpower is basically charm. Yes, James Bond's superpower is get out of whatever situation you want with a little wink and smile. And he's not always in a skilled way, too. No, very, like, very ham-fisted. Right, right. Or or say something um, like double entendre and then just do it. Like, yeah. like, I hope you have a sweet dreams and then knock somebody out, <laughs> which happens in the movie. Man, woman, or child, doesn't matter. <laughs> you yeah. know what? It's almost impressive 
how he does not discern between children, animals, women, men, anything. He's like, I got a mission. This is what I can't wait to talk about about the movie is is the gender politics are both so dated and so progressive at the same time. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. <laughs> okay, we got to stop. Okay, okay. I have so much I want to talk about. I was like, okay. Okay. I, I talk about Judy Dench, sorry. I know, I know, uh, I know. Okay, but yes. Uh, I love that we're playing one of the Stone Cold classics. We're like, we need to talk about that movie. The movie, <laughs> I know, I know. But the game, we're the worst. <laughs> the game, everyone just wants us to talk about the things that they love, and we just we edge them the whole we time. Do. We do. We show sports. up. We show up at uh, at the Royal Rumble mm. twenty years later. Uh huh. Unexpected. Yes, and we, we edge do. them. Yeah, the retrograde theme hits comes, yeah. and we are walking out at twenty eight. We're like, hello, everybody. <laughs> we come out, of course, like the bushwhackers. Yeah. We're just like, you know, licking each other's heads. One, and of, stuff. The, one of the funniest <laughs> videos I've seen was at the Royal Rumble. This is the the bushwhackers are an old wrestling duo yeah, from, from the, New Zealand, from New Zealand, the WWF, uh, and they and they were notoriously like stupid people. Yeah. And one of them walks into the wow, ring. That was not a great representation of New Zealand people I, of Kiwis. Listen, turns out. A lot of wrestling is just bad <laughs> stereotypes as well. Yeah, you're right. They were dumb. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. They were keep going. so dumb. I'm and sorry. one of them, like one of them, walks in. They do this typical like arms out of yeah. like walk. It's really weird way to get to the ring. But they're also fucking jacked, which I've always found found funny about always about funny. wrestling. Uh, and he walks. It's it's his turn in the Royal Rumble. Walks down, takes his time, gets into the ring, does his weird walk, gets thrown right out immediately, and does the walk. Back. Doesn't break stride. Doesn't break yeah, stride. I, it's I, so fucking. They funny. do that like every couple of Royal Rumble. Rumbles. The Royal Rumble, like, I don't watch wrestling anymore, but that is one of the few ones where I'm like, let's turn it on. One of my favorite games, and I'll I'll, I'll bring this up. Maybe maybe we'll do this for the Mushroom Club or something like that. But Ooh. um, one of my favorite things is you put all these all numbers into the into a bowl, like one to thirty, and everyone's all numbers. That's all numbers. Andrew, what about thirty-one? No, 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 one to thirty. But you said you put all numbers into a bowl. All numbers between one and thirty. Clarification. Oh. Editing. <gasps> Editing. Oh my God, Andrew. Yeah. I got so scared for a second there. About what? I thought I hallucinated all the numbers from 31 upwards. That'd be too many numbers. That was, but they do exist. Well, they do exist, but that'd be too many numbers. To put into a hat. Well, you'd be drowning in numbers. Well, what container are you using, actually? Mm. You'd need a pool for that. If it yeah, were you'd be, well, I, well, I don't think there's a space big enough for an infinity amount of numbers. Well, there is the space between the Dave Matthews special. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Dave Matthews. <laughs> He'll solve all our problems. The space between... So you put numbers between one and 30, little piece of paper. And so, if, so let's say, you know, there's six people in there. Each, everybody gets six numbers. Mm. And those, and when that wrestler comes out with that number, you have that person to win. So each of the six people gets six numbers. Yes. Or so five, you numbers. Need five numbers. Five numbers. Andrew. What? <laughs> God damn it. You actually caught me in a math problem. I, I'm usually the one. Oh yeah. My God, I'm never going to live this down. So everyone gets five numbers. It's my favorite thing to do because you don't have to care about wrestling. You kind of go like, who's this? I have him. Who's this? It's like, I don't know. Like, oh, great. Okay, cool. That actually does sound like the one way I'd want to get back into wrestling. And it also seems like the Royal Rumble is the time when past wrestlers yeah. always make cameos. Yeah. Is, there, is it true Shawn Michael? It, what else would it be? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That was like I was watching a boxing match recently and I couldn't think of the word for what their getup was. So boxing I called it outfit. their boxing outfits. <laughs> I laughed so hard at your tweet about that. Like, look at these two's boxing outfits. <laughs> They're going to give real jibber jabber to each other. What would they, what would you, uniform? Kit? Uh, no, shorts. Like, But it was also the, sh- the shoes. Oh, shoes and the gloves? Yeah, it was their costume. I, I almost look, said costume. <laughs> look at <laughs> Look at the color scheme on this fellow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But you're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jibber jabber. I, yeah. So yeah, you're right. But every year there was something comes out. Like I, I know uh, last year was Edge and he hadn't wrestled in like seven years because they thought he retired. And so right. when that music hits and you, 
I just get more excited to see everyone else go like, ah! yeah, like just like shaking. You each wait other, for like, what they call it, the the pop, the or pop. whatever. Yeah, yeah, pop. yeah. 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 That's... Which is so exciting. So yeah, there you In go. In Canada, we call it the soda. <laughs> We hit it backwards. In Atlanta, they just call it Coke. All, all pop is Coke. So, uh, is that true? Yeah. All really? pop is Coke. Yeah. Cause it's from, uh, Coke is from Atlanta. Oh. And so, so, no. just don't so if I wanted a Sprite and I called it a Coke and the waitress just knows and gives me a Sprite, I'd be like, wow, that's impressive. That's what I've always wondered. In movies, you see people order a soda and it's like, I have more questions if I'm that waiter. Yeah. I'm no. not just taking a chance. Yeah. It's, well, that, that, and the one that people have always pointed out is people don't say goodbye on the phone on movies. And oh. That, once you see it, you're just like, oh, that really drives you crazy from here on out. Because there's there's always like, if I'm talking to you on the phone mm. and we end our conversation, we say bye like four times four. and then we talk over each other a little bit and then one of us just fucking and then throws the phone onto the bed. You've heard the podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. I say four like, I say four. I say bye like four times. Yeah. Like, bye, bye, what? Yeah. yeah. But, okay, so yeah. okay, okay, bye, 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 bye. Um, do you have this, I have a fear, a constant fear when I am ending a phone conversation with someone mm. that I'm going to say, I love you. What? Because, okay, I was expecting you to be on board with this. You've never had that. You're afraid you're going to say I love you? Just, oh just my God. Wait, wait, wait no, let's get on the chaise lounge. I'm going to sit here with the notepad. Tell me why you think the that is. The chaise lounge is in storage. I have my fainting couch oh, there though. So I, well, if, in that'll case, do, I guess, this time. <laughs> okay. Um, no, because you know when I'm talking to like my mom or something and it's like, hey, bye, love you. Yeah, well, that's that's fine. You could say that to your right, mother. Right, but I'm just so worried that I'll end a conversation and be like, hey, bye. And then muscle memory will kick in. I'll be like, love you. And then, Do you talk to your mom on the phone more than anyone else? Well, I guess that, oh, that 100%. Actually, that actually might be true. My parents are the people I talk to the phone on yeah, the most because for sure. who else am I on the phone with? Right. Um, I do have a weird thing with my dad, though, where we don't really say I love you to each mm, other. It's weird. And it's it's something classic that- Classic Anglo we, males. We, we always know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. We always know that it's coming. When the conversation's ending, we both get a little bit anxious and we're like, <laughs> is it going to happen? And then every so often, one of us will sneak it in and the other one it will, will be like, Baffled. okay, bye, I love you. And then hang up and then- <laughs> And then the other person tries to say it back in time, but never gets it. It's like, I love the idea that you're like, I'm just going to fucking say it, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to say it, but I don't want to hear it. Like, okay, I love you. Click. Oh, fuck that. I do that. I it's force it. It's the equivalent of running up the stairs from the basement and not looking behind you. Absolutely. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Or just like, well, there's five guys and uh, I'm going to get my ass kicked here. So I'm just going to rabbit punch the first yeah, one as yeah, hard yeah, as I yeah, can yeah, and yeah. run. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I don't want to face like, the consequences of that punch. No. Just like that. I don't want to face consequences of I love you. <laughs> I force that with my dad as well because he's not like an emotional person even though i know he loves me like that's not you know, on the fence. I, it's not what he told me really yeah 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 i was talking Son to him uh, <laughs> uh uh and and he he rolled over and he, he oh looked you me dead asshole in the eyes. <laughs> i like the idea that you two constantly tell each other that you love each other <laughs> yeah, so you can get it out from like your <laughs> from dad and mine dad. yeah um <laughs> I, sorry, I have a lot. I have a lot built up. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, yeah, but no, I just force it. Like I give him a hug. He's like, Ugh. and I'm like, I love you. And he's just like, and he's just cute. like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. I'm like, That's, all right, yeah. going. Here's here's two dollars. Uh, <laughs> go buy yourself something nice. Um, yeah. So uh, okay, Mikey. Yeah, we got to talk. about, oh, Andrew uh, just turned around and saw. Oh, now it's turned on right now. My PlayStation God. Five, the behemoth in the room. It's not the only thing. <laughs> uh, okay, what what is going on with your monolith? What is happening with your PS5? So it's turned on right now, mm. um, just like me. Mm. Uh, oh, wait, you already made that I joke. I already made that joke. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, Let me take off one of my many hats I'm wearing right now. <laughs> Uh, right now, it's it's in uh, it's in rest mode. It's charging my my controller. I'm still so here's it's also breathing. <laughs> it Why looks is that? like that? It looks like it's it kind of looks like a rebreathing system, like a lung or something like that, or something a Jedi would put in his does. mouth before going down to uh, the Gungan Islands. <laughs> Callback. Yeah. Um, no. So I'm I'm still balls deep in demon souls. Jesus Christ. 
Um, and I, I love the game. I still, it's funny though. I, every time I turn on my PlayStation five, because it reinstalled all the games for my PlayStation four, oh, okay. it, it rejumbled everything. Mm. And the first game that shows up next to demon souls is bloodborne. Yeah. And all I can think is I can't wait to beat demon souls because I want to do another run through of bloodborne. Wow. Which is just like, it's not to say demon souls is bad, but it's just a different game. I, there's some issues that I have with it that I think are of a generation gone in the in the dark souls franchise they hold on to a lot of systems like the equipment burden system where you like in in later games in the in the series doesn't matter how much you have in your inventory you can carry as much as you want and this you're limited to how many items you can have in your inventory Mm. which in a game where um grinding actually matters like in demon souls you have to grind way more than any of the other dark souls or demon soul or uh, bloodborne or anything like that which i find annoying because one of the best things about those games is grinding you you never had to do but if you want to upgrade certain things so in a game where you're encouraged to grind and you also have to keep making trips back to the nexus which is like the hub to drop things off and and put things in storage and take things out of storage it just feels like a weird combination Mm. and then in all of these games i think i've talked about this before there's always like a level that's notoriously and purposely just agonizing okay it's uh it's usually like a poison filled level and it's dark and rickety and it's impossible to tell where you're going Poison like the band yeah yeah and they rock you like a hurricane or that's scorpion but there are scorpions in there oh no (laughs) poison and scorpion have teamed up that wouldn't surprise me no honestly whatever surviving members are left they're like i don't know do you want to be poison scorpions (laughs) and they're like uh, I think scorpion poisons. And he's Scorp- like, mm, I don't know. It would definitely be poison scorpion though, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so got to be. There's Scorzian. Mm. Scorsese. That's how Scorsese, <laughs> Scorsese got his name. Um, so just quickly on that uh, on that type of level, like I'm at that point in yeah. Demon's Souls where I'm at that level. And it was really hard for me to start playing yesterday knowing that the next three or four hours of my game is going to be in that context. Um, but it always brings me back to in Dark Souls, there's this town which is probably known as the worst area in the, in the Soulsborne games. Okay. And it's called Blight Town. And Blight Town mm, is known as bad being name like, for a town. Very bad yeah. name. It lots of falls. Tough to find out where you're going. Poison swamps. Pathetic fallacy, man. Pathetic fallacy, yeah, indeed. Like did, did it? Did it? Was it bad to begin with? And they're like, this is clearly a blight. So, we oh, should, true. Yeah. <laughs> or was it like? Was it? Was it named first, and then it became a horrible town? It's another chicken in the egg scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the other one we were talking about earlier? Uh, I may have been before we started recording. I think it was before we started recording. Yeah. But my my experience with Blight Town that makes it so much worse is while I was playing through Blight Town, I got broken up with via text message. So my experience with Blight Town is way worse than everyone else's. Wait, in real life? In real no, in the game. I, well, got, I don't know what this I, fucking game does. I got a call from does. my cousin, like in Grand Theft Auto, who's like, "Do you want to go bowling, <laughs> cousin? I want to go bowling, but I don't think this is working out. Do you want to talk? <laughs> oh yeah, we need to talk. Oh yeah. no, no, in Roman. Re- in real life, in real life, my girlfriend you got at broken the time, up over text. She broke up with me over text uh, while classy. it was a long distance relationship too it's oh. not like a phone call was out of the question anyway did she, you uh compulsively say i love you at the end of the text <laughs> <laughs> no i, I totally ran, understand we should go two different ways i love you <laughs> i ran downstairs and just told my mom i loved her and got it out of my system and then i called your dad yeah, i said exactly. i need a new i need i need some time i Book got a in. lot of i love you's to yeah. get out of my system yeah, yeah yeah so when people tell me that they hate blight town i tell them that they don't understand how bad blight town Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. Well, that was a real roller coaster ride of a story, isn't it? The craziest part about that story is someone broke up with me. 
I know. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you try all the time. Every time we finish recording, you leave and you're like, we're done. Yeah, I know. It's every episode, you edit out the end. I go, well, thank you. The last episode of the retrograde ever. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you later. Oh, that makes me sad thinking about that. It's not going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. You're going to die with us. <laughs> I've locked <laughs> this place and we're lighting the house on fire. We bought the Kool-Aid. We bought some new runners, some but, white yeah, running shoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Andrew? You been playing any games lately? Uh, you know, I will give you a recap on uh, recap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a recap uh, about. Uh, no, I was saying how my player one was playing GTA. Yeah, and then we kind of talked about GTA for a bit. And you know what? Your and Jeff Kanata's yes. opinions on GTA have stuck in my head. Where I was like, oh wow, is that? Which is basically, I'll, I'll oh, reiterate, yes. is, is kind of the the opinion. And and I didn't feel this way until Jeff Kanata of the Weekend Confirmed podcast said it years ago. But the game's tone is just so angry. Is. Everyone is yelling all the time. Everything's intense. Yes. You like know, me when I'm camping. Just like when you're camping, yes. And uh, and you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. It really is. And it's funny because I've been thinking about it since because um, my player one's been like working her way through it. And like, I see that like, she's like, oh, I got a big heist coming up. And she's like, like little stuff where it's like, I'm I'm a better driver than her. So she's like, can you help me with this? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, amazing. yeah, okay, of course. And um, which by the way, if you ever want to feel like you've done something in life, like have someone hand you a controller and solve a problem is like, you never feel more, this is so sad. You never feel more accomplished that you're like, yeah, I got you, don't worry. Dude, I have a lot to talk about yeah. in terms of that and okay. GoldenEye when we get to oh, it. Oh, perfect. So remind me, yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Please um, remind me, I'm forgetting. <laughs> you got broken up in Blighttown. Which part do you want me to remind you of? <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, so, so yeah, so. You we look over, I'm just scrolling through my phone, like rereading the messages. <laughs> um, so we, we, we're, we're playing through that and, uh, you know what? You're not wrong. It is. It's just angry. Everything's angry, and and obviously you're dealing with three levels of anger too. You're dealing with the main character and Trevor, who's chaotic anger. Yes. And then you're dealing with Michael, who's uh like more realistic, just like outburst anger, which yep. is I find the most negative level of anger because with Michael, it's like he's just mad at life. He's yep. mad at the situation he's in. And he 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 doesn't have a happy family life and all this kind of stuff. And that it's the is, most realistic one in that Which game, is the most poisonous sure. to me yes. too. Yeah. You know, just like scorpion and poison. So <laughs> it's the most it is that's to me the saddest one where yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't like that because that feels real. And Franklin is just mad at society because he's trying to work his way up and he sees these two idiots yeah. that have succeeded and he's like, What the fuck? And right. whereas um uh, I, I think of that and it got me down where I was like, hmm, man, do I not I don't like that because they're right. They're absolutely right. And I'm like, man, I, and I don't like that ne level of energy in my life. Right. And like, I'm just not that kind of person. But then I heard my player one at one point go, you know, behind everything, Trevor's a good guy though. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you, why do you say that? And she's like, he, you know, he doesn't say it, but he's a good guy. He, he means well. I'm like, and now I watch it through her eyes and I'm like, you're right, Trevor is a good guy. And I was like, and it's just so funny that I just think, I think what GTA in a large, man, this is my essay. So heads up. I love uh, it. I love, let's get I into it. I think what GTA is trying to tell you is society, the radio stations, all the advertisements you see, all these uh, typical situations with like gun stores and all this kind of stuff. Society has created this intense negative atmosphere for sure. everyone around it. And these people have profited off of it. Right. And so therefore they're the worst examples of it. it but at their core have tried to do right things all over the place. Trevor's mad because Michael faked his own death and he thought they were brothers. Right. And so right, now right, he's right, mad. Right, he's right, like, right. why did you do that to me? But he can't properly convey that because we don't teach males to emote properly and stuff like that. What are you talking about? I say I love you to your dad all the time. <laughs> Michael, Michael's mad because he thought if I could get out and make money, then I'll have a family and then I can get right, out. And I right. and it didn't work out that way. And now he's that like, is what we teach males to do. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah, succeed yeah. and shut up. And yeah. you'll do. And he's like, well, why didn't this work? And Franklin, if you work hard, then you will succeed. And he's like, I am working hard, and it's not working. Yeah. What the hell? And it's funny that I it took 
someone to point out the problem to see maybe what the solution was. I still think you and Jeff Kanata, your best friend, is completely <laughs> right. I but, but at the same time, and I totally understand why that would turn people off. But it's funny, the more I'm seeing through it now, again, I'm kind of like, this is an interesting uh, uh, test case against society. I actually love that take. I really do. Hmm. And and I love having those uh, opinions. I have a ton of opinions on on ga- everything, basically. Yeah. People know that about me. Yeah, but I love the having them turned on their head like that because that's absolutely true. And it's that's something I always struggle with in art in general hmm. is the moments in which you're supposed to hate what's happening yeah. for a payoff at the end. And there's always that struggle of like, but I'm not enjoying this. Was it worth it after all? I think about Uncut Gems all the time. Yes. I remember watching that movie, the Adam Sandler movie uh, mm-hmm. from last year and thinking, last year or the, no, last, year. Year, last no, year, last right? year, right? Yeah. And thinking, I'm not enjoying this. Why am I watching this? This is agonizing. Yeah. It's full of anxiety. It's loud. You're never comfortable. My heart's racing. Everyone sucks. Right. Everyone is an awful human Everyone's being. Everyone's awful. It's, it's very similar to Grand Theft Auto actually. Yes. But at the end of it, I'm like, yeah, that was 100% worth it. Right. And yeah. where is that? Is it the payoff? And this is why we always talk about how I struggle with movies and games where I have to be in the right headspace because mm. that is such a it's fragile not balance. Content. It's not no, head, no, headspace? Yeah, not sponsored yeah, content. Yeah. I just want to make that clear. We're yeah. a calm podcast. I was, <laughs> dude, I tried to get a calm subscription yeah. just to see if it would work out. And it's like, yearly only for like 129 bucks. And I'm like, are really? you fucking kidding me? That's oh, crazy. Yeah. I, they, you know, they have so many sponsorships now and like so many tie-ins with famous people. I'm not surprised it's incredibly expensive because yeah. you're like, how are they paying for all this? And that's how. That's yeah, how. there you go. Um, but Sorry, yeah, I, I, I struggle with it because I know that that balance is so fragile yeah. of, of that payoff needing to get you just to the edge of frustration, but then not let you go so far as to give up on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if I'm in a bad mood, I'm more liable to fall off the edge and not come back. Right. So something like Grand Theft Auto, when it's hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of that, so many hours. I think it's easier to be turned off because I'm not seeing the payoff minute to minute. I, I completely agree yeah. with you because any snapshot, if like, and you know what, any detractor will do of anything. And I am absolutely, uh, are we talking John Deere detractor or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. runs like a deer. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm absolutely guilty of this. If you take 30 second snippets of anything, yeah. you could point out how viciously wrong things are. Right. Or how violent things are, or how you know awful things are. And so like, I can play you the 30 seconds of GTA where you're beating up a hooker and running over a bunch of people or, or you can have Trevor and Michael screaming and cursing right. at each other. And you're like, well, how is this a story that I'm supposed to care about? I totally get that. Yeah, I really do. If you're willing to commit yourself to God, what? How long this fucking game is? Like sixty hours. It's, it's a long of story time, yeah. of story alone. Um, then I totally understand that. But like, I agree with you because I always struggled, especially with modern day television and prestige television that started. It was always like, who am I supposed to be cheering for here? Yes. Is there any good people in which is a hero? And in the time of antiheroes of like Don Draper or you know Walter White or Tony Soprano or something like that, who am I supposed to be cheering for? You need to show some level of light at the end of the tunnel for, for these sure. people for sure. or for people around them or whatever. And and I think in those examples, they do a good job of yeah. like keeping you keep you in. And I and I totally understand if GTA doesn't work in the same way for people. Well, so here's the thing though, is while I was playing GTA yeah. is, is when I was also listening to the Weekend Confer podcast mm. in which Jeff Kanata stated this. And it him saying that didn't land for me then because I was in it and oh. I was I was along with the characters and their subtleties. Yeah. It's having been removed from it. I don't think I ever want to put my foot back into that universe. But while it was happening, yeah. 
it worked for me. Yeah. Right. right, right, right. Uh, and that, and that's totally cool. And I love that rockstar is able to do that. Right. Like everyone knows I've got my issues with rockstar oh, yeah. games, but the one thing I don't have an issue with is, is their storytelling's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been thinking recently about trying to go back again and finish red dead. Oh my God. Cause I, I hate not being able to take part in the conversation. Yeah. Um, but I remember the last time I turned on red dead, I was going, I'm like, I'm going Story beat for story beat because I need to know what all the fuss is about. I know the major plot points. Yeah. Like that's been spoiled yeah, for me. Yeah. My fault because it took me years to do it. But as soon as I was heading towards a plot point, a legendary animal popped up on my map <laughs> and I'm like, well, I got to go do that. And then I killed the animal and yeah. it's like, well, now I got to go back to town and now I got to do this. And then I got this and it's like, fuck, it's so hard I just it it just does not land for me. I want to love open world games like yeah. every other one, every other person seems to, but they just they weigh on me, man. Your video game, your video game, uh, like roster is so stocked. Like you have like the best bench, and you have role players, and because you play all these indie games, and you're you're really finishing all these like really good quality games, and then and then you're like missing that number one starter. That's the thing. And yes. my mind, I'm like, I have two starters and uh, empty bench. No one's yeah. saying that. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> such a good way to put it. Yeah. I've played Fortnite and Red Dead Redemption 2. What's up? <laughs> and then, uh, and you're like, you're like, I've never touched those. And people are like, oh, okay. I can't take part in the conversation. At yeah. least I've, like, here's the thing. I've put probably 40 hours at least into Red Dead 2. Okay. And I, I have to assume I'm pretty close to the end. I would assume so. But I just, just getting it across that finish line, man. I think having taken another six months or so yeah. break might be enough to kind of push me into getting sure. into it again because it do- nothing feels stale at right. that point in time. Well, I like to have two games on the go at times too that are very opposite of each other. 100%. I'm yeah. the same way. So yeah. like if you're looking at Demon Souls and it's like grinding and intense and like thoughtful, then maybe you want to take a, a ride on a horse down to... Pe- Uh-oh, horses! Oh, horses! <laughs> ride like the wind, bullseye! You're a good podcast. Nay, nay, nay! Maybe you want to take a ride down, you know, down a path and just chill and like hang out and shoot birds and like see what Arthur Morgan's up to. For sure. I think, I think that's absolutely key. Um, and I, I, one of the things about playing Demon Souls is, or Dark Souls or any of those games, is they don't allow for that release of yep. any kind. Yeah. So it's like you're constantly on edge. You're never able to just like run through and fucking dominate. Right. Because everything has to be calculated. Yeah. So yeah. you don't get that release. And that's why like, you know, turning on Overwatch every now and again mm-hmm. is, is good. But right. I haven't touched Overwatch in probably three weeks. If you're new to this podcast, you under, need to understand, this is a huge <laughs> deal for my That's team. a very big deal for me. This is like, this is like if someone told you you're three weeks sober. <laughs> You'd be like, <laughs> Honestly, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and you're and like, I, congratulations, man. I look at my computer and I'm, I'm just like, I should play a couple rounds of Overwatch. And I'm like, do you really want to let that back into your life? Like, do you really <laughs> want to open that door again? Like, I know I'll sit there and I'll enjoy the 30, 40 minutes or whatever. But once it's done, I'm just like, I got nothing out of that. Like, I, yeah. I didn't. So I want to, like, my goal now is to kind of like you said, finish my backlog, have a, a lot of games that yeah. I'm completing rather than sinking so many hours into Overwatch and not really experiencing any more story in the games that I do want to try. That makes total sense. Well, there you go. Well, speaking of games that I do want to try, actually, Uh-oh. is... No, we're not segueing Uh-oh. yet. Just quickly, Cyberpunk. We have to talk about oh, Cyberpunk I guess we do, bit. yeah. So uh, Even though this is going to be coming out basically two weeks after the launch of Cyberpunk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's worth stating that as of right now, people are incredibly split on this game. Well, yeah, I, I think that's, yes, that's totally fair. So we talked kind of, we talked about this last, last week, week yeah. that, you know, how poisonous, uh, you know, uh, video game communities Scorpion are. Scorpion poisonous. <laughs> with that, the tribalism of video games, especially like, you know, being so in the camp of big companies yep. before you've even played the game, you're like, this is the best game of all time. Right. Like, you haven't even played it. Right, right. Um, 
And then at the other time, like, you know, we've been, we had, we had a long engagement with a couple of people on Twitter yes. uh, this week about people that like had played it for four hours and were like, this is the worst game. Yeah. And so I see both sides are wrong, by the way. Like, I, I think you're more wrong if you've never played the game and you're 100%. Yes. That's just insane. Yeah. That's, you need to check yourself. But the other one too is like playing it for a couple hours and going like, oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. And you're like, I, I, I think. Like most things, there's an answer somewhere in the middle. For sure. That you need to find. Where are the parts that this game is succeeding? Great. Well, that that let's let's celebrate that success. And then obviously identify the places where this is lacking and yeah. see if they can fix them. I'm I'm positive that this game is going to uh, uh, get a lot better over time. Yeah. Uh, the way that it's patched. CD Projekt Red always does a good job of of maintaining their games post-launch. I was worried, though, from the beginning that this game was going to be the new Spore or No Man's Sky oh, or God. Fable or something like that, where it just or promises Avengers. so much. Avengers as well. Which, that game is dead now. Like, it, it's dead. Is it really? I haven't been following it that there, much. I, I, every once in a while, I see a tweet like of like, it's down to like 30,000 online users or wow. something like that. Like, it just, people tried, people, a lot of people bought it. Yeah. And then tried it and then went, okay, it's not, not, it's broken. And then they dropped it. The thing about that is, I think most people expected that could be the case. Yeah. But with something like Cyberpunk, it had so much momentum over the course of years and years and Mm. years and years. And they promised so much, like to the point where this could change gaming. That's how big this game is. And whenever you hear things like that, I always take it with a grain of salt because nine times out of 10, it ends up missing the mark a little bit. Mm. What you look for is a game that doesn't have that much expectation and ends up taking the world by storm, which you may not know is exactly what happened with GoldenEye. Oh, there we are. (laughs) But that's absolutely true. This game, I couldn't believe it going back and uh, and getting some some information from my source. I can't... Listen, I know you're going to hound me on this. Yeah. I can't reveal my source. You sure... I can't. Did you like meet him at a parking garage? He was shadowed, just he, a cigarette, smoking cigarette. He was shadowed. Uh, the cigarette was. It was a really cool kind of look though, because it was like everything was black and white. Yeah. In this parking garage, uh-huh. except for the red on his cigarette, uh, the cherry in the cigarette. All it was the really president's neat. men situation. All the president's men. What a fantastic. Movie. Most of the president's men. Most of the president's men. Yeah. Not all the president's. A men. A good chunk of them. I mean, we're talking about one to thirty of the president's men. <laughs> Not thirty-one to infinite. Not thirty-one to yeah, infinite. Okay. No. Um, at what point does number do numbers reach the number infinite? No. Okay. Wait. What? Uh, <laughs> infinite is a concept meaning no, no end. I know. Like, okay. When you say there's an infinite number of things. Yeah. Like you're like nine hundred ninety nine, a thousand, one thousand one. Okay. Infinite. What? Like at a certain point, <laughs> do numbers end and infinite picks up? No. I no. I know, but I know. <laughs> I understand the concept of infinite, but when when, when I don't know if you do. No. When someone says okay. like an infinite number of times, yes, that is a misunder- misinterpretation of the concept of infinite, because an infinite number of times implies that there is a number attributed to. Uh, I understand, but we are talking with with the word infinite this time. We are talking about in reference to numbers, not in reference to right, something right. else. That's and that's that's the joke I was making. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm sorry. Just give me a second. <laughs> Very good. You can drop that one in later. Thanks, man. No problem. Um, yeah. So so this game though, it was it was developed by Rare, obviously, uh, yeah. and it came out in 1997. It was two years after GoldenEye the movie. Um, and it was kind of a game that didn't have much expectation behind right. it. Critics and, and and magazines and video game journalists alike were all kind of tepid on the release. It just wasn't on many people's radar. Yeah. No, it, I, I, I keep... Are you laughing because I said video game journalist? No, I was oh. laughing about it infinite still. Uh, oh. <laughs> sorry. It's still in my head. Um, 
No, I, that is a famous thing about this thing. It was like kind of a slow burn, like where people, two years after the movie. Yes. Like it's kind of crazy. Like, yes. you know, then we faced the next generation of really shitty video game movies that were, that were on the same launch day as the first weekend of the movie. Right, like, right. They are tied together. It's a promotional, it's pretty much an, an advertisement yes. for it. That's why they were so crappy. Right. And this one, two years later, it's like, you, you, you're at the point where you saw the movie and you're like, I got a good idea. And you're like, really? And it's like, yeah, I got two years to make this thing. Yes. You know? Or Crazy. as much time as you need. Basically, they were just trying to get it out before Tomorrow Never Dies, which oh, was the next yeah. Bond movie. Um, but it wasn't, it, it's such a strange concept because I, oh, you know, when I booted up the movie, mm. I was like, why is this the Bond movie they chose? And I didn't realize that it was actually pretty close in terms of timing. Like it just had been the most recent Bond movie yeah. at that time. Well, and, and before that, Bond had not had a movie in a little while. It was the first Pierce Bronson movie. Uh, oh, well, I, I wasn't positive about that. Is that yeah, it's the, the first Pierce Bronson yeah. movie. Uh, one of four, amazingly. Tomorrow um, Never Dies, Die Another Day, and The World Is Not world Enough. Not Enough, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, it had been a while since uh, Timothy Dalton had been Bond and right. stuff like that. And so uh, I think that there was a lot of excitement around this movie yeah. for James Bond to be back and kind of in a modern modern situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's modern-ish. We'll That's, yeah, the way those hold up. It's, it's man, it's so I cannot fucking wait to talk about this movie. So, like, listen, we're not doing this as a way to, like, nudge people who aren't subscribing to our Patreon, but, like... I just it it you can hear it bubbling up. We get excited to talk about the movies. It's yeah. it's a different kind of practice than what we normally do. Oh, for sure. Um, but we hope that these episodes still stand on their own. Oh, here. and they will. We're yeah. we're about to play Goldeneye. This is gonna be so much fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, yeah. So that's the craziest thing. Like, imagine we're at a point where where the game comes out, and not yeah. everyone is thinking this game is about to change lives. You know, when Mario came out, everyone knew something big was yes. on the horizon. This yeah. just happened, and then exploded. And and I want to I want to bring your attention to something cuz you asked last week about Enter the Matrix. Right. And you're like is that a successful game? Yes. Like was it successful? Like not thinking that it had this broad no, success. No, I was surprised by that. GoldenEye sold in its first year 2.1 million units. Whoa. In the first 6 weeks uh -huh. of Enter the Matrix coming out, it sold 2.5 million. Crazy. Now over the course of uh, of all time, Goldeneye right. ended up selling more, but only five million units as opposed to, uh, I think, three point five for Enter the Matrix. Wow! So the crazy thing about Enter the Matrix was the fact that it was not a good game and mm. still sold gangbusters because yeah. of how popular the Matrix was, and all of those sales were front loaded. Yes, because people yes. got a chance to play them and went, "Oh no, 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 we I'm don't okay. want this." And I actually, I wonder. When you buy a used copy of a game, uh, does that count as I, a sale? I have I no idea. I can't imagine it does. Because like the same way like renting a movie didn't count for its uh, overall box office. True. Um, but that's interesting. If I, you I, guys, if you know out there, hit us yeah. up on, on uh, Twitter. I'm at Retrograde Mikey. Andrew is re at Retrograde Andy. And yeah. we have the uh, account for the Retrograde Podcast at Retrograde Pod. Yeah, so I, you know, if you are a uh, old school <laughs> film journalist or game journalist, like like that, you're like probably fifty at this point. Yeah, I'd love to hear about it because it's changed so much and so dramatically. Man, there was something they were talking about because uh, Netflix and uh, you know, chill. T t yeah, Netflix is chill. Obviously, yeah. you know, everyone's about to sleep with each other. And you no, know, Time Warner releasing all of their movies out to HBO Max. They were saying how one of the best things that ever happened to movies was box office returns and knowing how much things made was good for people. Sorry, box office returns, that would be like the, the financial figures? Yeah, so in? like yeah. we knew it made $100 million okay. on the weekend, yeah. you know, something that gets published on Monday and yep. even though you're not in the movie industry, you cared about that. You're like, oh, that's interesting, sure. you know, whatever. Video games are very odd because it's a very, it's much more shady and like in the shadows of actual sales numbers. It's much more like streaming, like Netflix sort of thing now. And that's yeah. why I kind of bring it up because like now we're saying like Netflix doesn't release numbers. Right. And 
so it's actually kind of now this odd world we live in where it's like, we don't know how successful things we, are. We have or to trust- what success is. Or yeah, that's, yeah. that's even a better part. Like d- people watched uh, three, you know, 700 million people watched three minutes of Extraction, the Chris Hemsworth movie. And you're like, is that good? Three like, minutes? Well, I'm making a number. Oh, but oh, like, oh I, was, I thought that was real and it also wouldn't surprise me. I know that movie, <laughs> that movie, that movie good. was but, fucking weird. Uh, there was a really good- chase scene in it or like fight scene in it but uh but yeah it's a weird movie but i'm saying like it's kind of now we get to the same thing with video games is this good that we don't know these things like or or that like you know we we gotta yell at johnny silverhands that like <laughs> we it's johnny silverhand right uh johnny silverhand yeah silver arm silverhand i think yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. crazy yeah that is it's fucking that's cyberpunk yeah <laughs> that is crazy it's it's bizarre but like that we i like I like having empirical data to compare things to, and it always feels odd to me that it's so shadowy about stuff. Well, here's so with video games now, it's it is pretty open. Like you mm. can find that information, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's the individual companies that released the game releasing that information, yeah. as opposed to like the box office, yeah, a third party, right, yeah. right. And you don't factor in in-app purchases anymore, where it's like Overwatch mm. may continue to be month over month like one of the highest earning games or World of Warcraft, GTA. whatever GTA, GTA for sure, yep. yeah. Um, so it is tough to tell. And I would love some more visibility there because it, it definitely yeah. uh, uh, lets us know what's doing well, what's not, and where the money's coming from. I'm yeah. always fascinated by that. So you know what was wild about Goldeneye? Yeah. Uh, the, the villain, Goldeneye, is not in the, the game. Oh, not, a, not a guy Dr. going around. Dr. Goldeneye? <laughs> <laughs> what is it with, like, is there a single villain in the Goldeneye universe that's named after another precious metal? Or is it always gold? <laughs> Gold always member, gold. Yeah, that's that's a man with the golden gun. Man with the golden gun. Um, yeah, there's silver not like, hips. There's not like uh, the silver assassin or something like that, or like <laughs> the bronze pinky toe. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? <laughs> uh, the platinum boot, and you're like, oh, he kicks people to death. Well, Ooh, that's actually kind of scary. Wait, <laughs> there's like it is funny to look back on the premise of of these Bond movies and games where it's like you do, the villain always has a weird thing. Like Jaws has his jaws. He'll bite you. Yeah. Yeah. Odd uh, job has a hat. Odd job has a hat. He'll throw it at you. Yeah. I almost said shoe because yeah, he does throw hats. He does throw hats. No, yeah, I, I'm yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, no, you, no. You looked yeah. away like, yeah. Oh no. I was trying to think of more villains. <laughs> well, Al, uh, uh, Natalia, uh, not Natalia. Zena, Zena on a top. Zena on top. On a top. On a top. Because they go back and forth. she's on the bottom. That's uh, that's dangerous. Well, in the movie, they go back and forth like, on a top, on a top. He immediately is like, that's a sex joke? She's like, that's a sex joke. And he's like, cool. (laughs) So Her thing is she'll crush you with her legs. Yeah. Um, powerful thighs there's always there's always that weird like whatever premise and one thing I've found so funny about the game especially having just watched the movie is they keep a lot of the dialogue and the set pieces Mm. but it's just the dialogue overlay as two like polygonal characters look at each other one to one blank wrapped faces on top of like the the one thing I already know about this game is the graphics are going to be god awful well here's the thing I legitimately I, I almost had a revelation last night when I was thinking almost. about the graph. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost. It was a Matrix revelation. Um, the like, isn't it crazy that when they're designing this game, mm-hmm. at a certain point in our history, we just thought, let's take a generic twelve-sided die-looking yeah. po- group of polygons and just wrap up the picture of someone's face over it, yeah. and that's good enough. Like, how did we ever look at that and think? This is ready. Instead of thinking, we need years before we're ready to show this. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like, did they look at 10 figure designs and then went, are diagonals better than squares? And you're like, (laughs) like, honestly, this is probably how they're like, yeah. They're like, are you sure? It's like, 
Yeah. And <laughs> and it's like, well, we can't do circles. Got it. You know, like it's just it's weird because they're they're like they're like the concept or the 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 what they're trying to do is make like realistic looking things. Yeah. And they saw this. They saw these things that we look at and laugh at now and yeah. thought that's pretty good. That's legit pretty good. Yeah. Like I would see that now and think as a product, you need 10 more years before that's ready for the general public. You need like, a cyberpunk level. Of- <laughs> go back and work on this. Yeah. Go back and work on this. This yeah. is not ready. And we're like, let's just release it. Fuck it. I just, I think about this all the time. Cause like this game was very important to me and you'll hear that in the scores, but like, it, it, and, and I think like, man, that game was important and I love it. It was seminal. Vesicle. And I, I just think about, you know how important it is and i wonder about the things now that i go back to and like i think about when we were i used to say this on the podcast like when my player one was playing red dead redemption 2 and i didn't have to play and i would just walk by the television and go wow that's beautiful yeah and walk away i can't wait for 20 years from now to go look at this horse shit look right. at look at this this right. looks like garbage you know? right because it's been aged right exactly it's like so aged. same way that we did with gold knife yes you know? exactly or like any of the cgi and star wars movies or anything yes like that. Like when you go to gungan <laughs> <laughs> go to gungan is is uh that's Good. just something we never want to do. Yeah, that's a it's a bathroom joke or something like that. <laughs> Gotta go to the Gungan. Um, yeah, James Bond would make it a sex joke somehow. Yeah. Like, I'll go to your Gungan. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You're gonna go to Gungan? Shit on my chest. You're like, what? <laughs> Good James. Yeah. James. James. <laughs> I believe that's almost sexual harassment. <laughs> Not only if I only if I shit on your chest, actually. Um, no, then it's okay. Then it's oh, then it's fine. It. Right, yeah. Right. You know what's funny? It's I so now that we're talking about the game a little bit. The last comparison I'll talk about with the movie, but when we were watching the movie, I I realized I'd never seen the movie before, and I and I have seen gold. I played Goldeneye. Oh, I don't know, a hundred hours. Oh my god! And I easy. realized how much of the mo- like there was there are little notes I took where I was like, you can't you can't attack him at the complex. Yeah, exactly. And like or like when he goes when he goes like, oh, get to the stacks. I'm like, the stacks. They said it. They yes, said it. the facility. The yeah, facility. like it's all. It's so funny. And um, and like uh, the one the one that I had trouble placing was the jungle because they really spread out that scene in terms yeah. of like walking through the jungle and and shooting people right. in the game. Yeah. Um, and the train scene as well, which the is way scene. shorter in yes. the movie than it is in the game. Um, everything in the game is just bigger. Everything they, they draw it out with yes. more guns. That's and, about it. Which Great, thank you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, like, it's a game. You know, it, it, it doesn't operate the same way in the movies because, you know, the quippy dialogue doesn't land the same way in this this di- hex, hexagonal game that yeah. we're about to play, you know? Do you, do you have a favorite level that you played in these games? Well, the complex, for sure. Complex? No, oh, not, not, oh, multiplayer, not multiplayer. Not complex, I feel like, is everyone's favorite multiplayer level. It's, it's the best. It's the, the only one I will play. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the hell out of here with anything. Yeah. And proximity mines. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Um is uh yeah i'd say the airport level i think that it's oh. one of the early levels but it's one of the ones i remember most yep. fondly when you're kind of when you're going down towards the ramp and you have to go into like the underground a little yep. bit and uh yep. yeah that one for sure and then get to the plane like yes. make it to the plane yeah get to the plane i loved facility facility was probably oh, my favorite okay. one just that whole sense of like starting in the vent and then jumping down into yeah. the bathroom which is directly out of the movie directly out of the movie i was so disappointed in the movie when you when you open up the vent yeah. the guy in the bathroom doesn't have a hat on and i always used to shoot his hat off that's you what shoot you his did hat off. Yeah. that's what you did and then he would kind of like huh yeah and then go back to reading or whatever yeah. he's doing you know <laughs> like the time before cell phones where you had to take a disgusting newspaper uh. into the bathroom and then you go are you done with that and you go yeah and you yeah. take somebody else's newspaper you're like oh my god <laughs> No wonder we're in the middle of a pandemic. What, are what you happened your to mind? page five? I ran out of toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Sweet. Cool. Do you want it? No, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking forward to Mary Worth or whatever it is. Um, what about what about favorite weapons? 
Oh, wow. That's a good question. Like I said, proximity minds okay. uh, because I'm an asshole. And uh, I, I I loved trying to be clever, like oh, more clever than people. Oh, placing them around corners. Yeah, placing yeah, them on yeah. top of like the, where you wouldn't see them on the ramp or yeah. something like that. Um, that or the AK. Well, that, that ramp leading up to the room in complex was yes. like king of the castle. Whoever held that room, it was really hard to get them out Absolutely. of it. And it was like genuine warfare. We're like two on two. So like we got to sacrifice a person. You have, you to. Gotta, you you have know, to, yeah. You take it. I'll follow you, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, the AK was really good. I remember that. And then, like, like you know, I have a least favorite. The club. The club. It's got to be the club. It's the club. Yeah. Oh, the club sucks. The it's club is be the, the worst. The, the best is the RCP-90. The RCP-90. RCP-90, yeah. RCP-90 wrecked shit. Absolutely. RCP-90, and then it's a spiritual predecessor, the laptop gun in Perfect Dark. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, spiritual successor. That's what I meant. You said predecessor. Oh, spiritual successor. Yeah. Yeah. The number infinity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, we, uh, I, 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 I love the RCP-90. I love the gadgets. I think mm. one of the things that this game did so well was legit make me feel like a fucking spy. Yeah. Like the scene on the train when you use your watch to like burn off the locks yeah. and everything, shooting off locks in general, yeah. the gadgets, the, the little stealth elements, um, being able to perfect levels mm-hmm. was also such a good feeling. I honestly think first person shooters went downhill when they moved away from the smaller chunks of levels. Like okay. these levels could take you two to three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a ton of them. That formula felt so good. I remember playing Halo for the first time and being like, is this level 40 fucking minutes yeah. long? Yeah. Why is this a thing? I loved the dossiers. You open it up, you're you're in there, you've got easy medium or, or like agent, secret agent, whatever, yeah. whatever they were. Uh, 007. Yeah, 007. You have your different uh, objectives. You couldn't kill certain people on the harder difficulties. You had more to do. And then it was about timing and unlocking the cheats. Yep. God damn, that felt good. Oh, I I completely agree with you. So much of this game, which I think was so good about it, is it was organic. Like, it felt naturally like, I'm not going to- I bought it at a farmer's market. I did. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I did. Did did. you, like, smell it first? You bent it a couple of times. You're like, is this a- It was free range. Picked yesterday? Oh, free range? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) Um, What was the developer's name? Jerry? (laughs) Jerry? Oh, Jerry. Okay, that's good. Uh, No, so much of it was, like, instead of going- you know, here's your mission level in text and going like, okay, that's what I got to do. And you shoot everyone you see and you just get to the end. This was giving thought to why you're doing it, which is great because that's inherently why the game was good. You're a spy. You're not an assassin. Right. There's reasons why you have to, you know, do certain things. And And, and there were ways to do it perfectly in in that way. Like, like not alerting people at a certain time, waiting for one person to pass by, this Mm. and that. I'm actually realizing as I say this, the through line between this style of level and gameplay and and Dark Souls. Mm. I know I do this a lot. Oh, wow. But he's very similar in the sense that like in Dark Souls, you have these little chunks of gameplay right. where you can perfect a run through there. You know where you go to attract the first enemy. You know, do a little bend over, <laughs> attract them, they come over. You give them your number. Yeah. They're your friends now. Yeah, they break uh, up you through text. Through text yeah. and Blight Tail. They wait until you're really at your lowest on your knees. This is, I'm going to, this is great. I'm glad I know this now. <laughs> this is fantastic. I just, every time that wound slightly heals, I'm like, <laughs> rip Andrew, it open. My, my wounds don't heal. You know that about me. I remember I was in therapy once and, oh, cool. and I was trying to tell uh, my, my, uh, my therapist uh, about like how I have trouble letting things go and all that. Okay. And the therapist, he said, he's like, well, listen, if you're in, you know, grade seven and, and someone throws a ball at your head and it hits you and you're really upset, he's like, 
at the moment, that is a very big deal, but it's not like you spend the rest of your life thinking about the fact that someone threw a ball at your head in hey, grade doctor. seven. Yeah, that's exactly what I think about. I, I was like, I was like, I literally said to him, I'm like, I remember every single time in my life someone threw a ball at my head. Yeah. He's like, I was like, I don't forget that stuff at all. <laughs> I'd love to live in that paradise that the therapist is living in because every time I go to bed and close my eyes, I'm like, remember that time you said something stupid in grade yes, seven? And you're like, yes. yeah, I do. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. He, the therapist broke up with me while I was in Blighttown as well. He's like, I can't see you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, um, but but that but that process of like going through a level, knowing where someone's going to be, knowing what to do. There was an element of, of randomization. I yeah. remember in some of the levels like in order to unlock the invisibility cheat which right. in rare games was always the hardest one to get yeah it was facility i think you had to do it on 007 you had to beat it in less than a minute and one of the uh objectives required the doctor that you had to meet or the scientist to be in a certain place otherwise timing wise you just couldn't okay. you couldn't get there in time yeah. and I, there were strategies of like getting shot in the back to push you forward faster and like man wow that was just that was brilliant i loved it i i did i you know so do you, but to me, multiplayer is more it's funny. iconic. It's than, funny. I know that, I know you're going there with this and I know I'm in the the lesser percentage, but to me, the single player was always the best part. Wow. I loved the multiplayer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And that was the most, I think that separated the game on like a, 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 uh, like a metaphysical level from other games where it was like that what it's what, on a different spiritual plane <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> i could play it an infinite number of times uh, and dr strange over here yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh and there's only one there's possible only one, way i can win Tony. and that's if you unplug your controller um Whoa, I, was, I was never you're solid now what are we doing oh, here true yeah. oh my god no, i was never that great at the multiplayer okay it was okay i was okay with it um but i always loved like playing this game on my own and feeling like a fucking spy. I loved it. Yeah, you know what? And this, like knowing you and your personality and probably the D-pads now learning, you know, more about you and stuff like that, this does make sense that you would have really liked it because there is certain perfectionist uh, abilities here yes. where oh, for other sure. games would be like, if you wanted to perfect it, that's on you. You can do that. Yeah. This is rewarding you for finding ways yes. to, you know, perfect this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. But yeah. you love the multiplayer. I loved the multiplayer. I loved that. If you don't know enough about me at this point, you know, I love shit talking in rooms <laughs> with people and stuff like that. And like, and also like the best part is you didn't have to do this online. And actually I hate this part of online gaming. So this is kind of ironic, but like, I hate people. that are just shit talking into microphones and stuff like that. Whereas I'm sitting next to you with a controller. I'm like, there's no way you can take that room up there. And they're like, really? No, you're like, seriously, man, don't even try. That's not even worth it. And you just, they walk in and they explode. I'm like, you're a dickhead. You're it's like, very different. I love that kind of stuff. In where person. You, in person, it's very different. It's so much more fun. There's, there's a precedent of we have a relationship. That's why we're in the same room together. Yes. Uh, as opposed to someone online who's just, you can tell they're just an asshole to everyone they come across yeah. and there's no stakes. Yeah. No, they're clearly deranged. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh yeah. God, I hope I never meet this person. No, uh, whereas, yeah, you've welcomed somebody into your home and you're yeah. like, yeah, let's have a drink and play Goldeneye. <sighs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, I I loved that part of it. It was one of the more like, it's one of the most community based video games I've ever had in my For life. Sure. Absolutely. And uh, you know, and since since we're not racing boys, uh, but Mario Kart gives that appeal too because you have like multiple people that can Definitely. play at once. Definitely. And and to me, those games are so very tied because of the console that you played it on and things like that with N64. Yep. And so I, I loved this part of the game and I, I multiplayer for sure. I definitely went through the single player many, many of course, times. who didn't? But yeah. multiplayer was the one that like I would still go back to and play. Here's here's the thing though. Like mm. you bring up uh, you bring up Mario Kart and I think it's a good comparison okay. uh, because that was a very communal game. But Mario Kart, everyone was going towards the same goal mm. and you get there and almost as a as a result of circumstance end up hurting people in your way in goldeneye 
your your objective relies on direct competition with the people you're sitting next to. Not just in terms of reaching the finish line first, but I need to go out of my way to kill you. Yeah. My success depends entirely on your failure. And that level of camaraderie makes it so that there's this weird balance of like agitation and frustration yeah, yeah, yeah. that really kind of builds that competition a little bit more. If, if I'm playing... Uh, Mario Kart and I get second place because someone hit me with a first bomb at the end well that kind of sucks I have a reason in my head to be like well I lost that because of this yeah but in Goldeneye if I lose it's 100% on me absolutely yeah yeah absolutely and I, I the number of controllers that must have been broken during this game oh my god uh, because like don't look at my screen yes, and like all that screen kind of peaking. stuff god damn it I know it's you know I was always you know I wish I was good enough that I could have just been screen peeking the whole time but I was so like trying to figure out what the hell's going on at any time and being so consumed I couldn't take my eyes off my own screen well you know it's, I mean? it's funny you say that being so good at this game i think like one of the things that people forget when they think that this game is going to hold up really well is the way we play first person shooters is wildly different oh now. my god we have the controls where one joystick controls your camera and one yeah. controls your movement in this you don't have that no it's it's your one joystick that goes left right forward back up down aiming you have to specifically do with the right bumper mm-hmm. or trigger or whatever um and it just doesn't age very well so i remember being so like having a sense of being fully in control of this game when I was playing it as a kid. Anytime I've gone back to play a similar first-person shooter, which we did on this podcast with Perfect Dark, it just feels awful. Yeah. just feels so much worse and I feel like I'm not in control so that's going to be the one the one issue but before we get too much into what we think about this game now maybe it's time to review these uh, games oh, as, as we remember like, them yeah I'd love to do you see they're making a new Perfect Dark I saw that they just released that uh, probably a week before this episode yeah. launches yeah. Yeah. yeah we're trying not to say too much about it because the the timeline but but I'm so excited for that yeah. game I just want to say uh, who, who isn't oh. uh, I, uh, not that there were many great Perfect Dark games since the first one but still I, I have a real theory about the same way with like Star Wars or certain things that got kind of revisited from our childhood or our age group and 10 years plus probably yep. of that. These people played it when they were like old enough to love it and now they're making them and they go, yes. okay, I know why it was good. Don't worry That's about the sequels. That's such a good point. I, That's I, such a good honestly, point. Honestly, I think about that all the time because I got that a lot. I post on Twitter and a lot of people said like, oh, I don't know. The sequels weren't good. I'm like, the person that played the first one is now making the game and yeah. is going like, I know why it's good. Just let me stick with That's, this one. That's such a good point and I, I have full faith in that. They're making it out of love as opposed to knowing that it's going to make them money. Yeah, yeah like yeah. no one's reviving the perfect dark. Like now we get to bathe in all that perfect dark money. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these games two specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up as though we're reviewing it back when it first came out. Then we take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking, also out of four bits, which represents how the game holds up in the modern day. That said, every game will receive an ultimate score at a possible 16 bits with eight of those bits coming from Andrew, four for the retro score, four for the current score, and eight for myself. Same breakdown. Andrew? break the walls down. <laughs> oh my God, Chris Jericho's here. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted, you know what? If Deep ads, if anyone knows that little spiel that Mikey does off the top of their head, I'd love for someone to record themselves saying it. We will put it in the episode. Oh, I, lo- I love that idea. I do, like I love different that. people doing this, it makes me laugh every time because I hear you every episode. I have no idea. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> I do you, know. You zone out. I, you literally I, just were looking out my window. I was, I was looking that. out your window. I'm like, oh, that's odd. I think you turned your chair. <laughs> Away from the microphone. The PS5 and I had a short conversation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I'd love to hear people do it because we'll drop it into the episode. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, you know, often I tune up because I'm like, oh, I'm up first. So I got to come up with something True. to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. 
this, uh, let's just get out of the way. This is a four to four for me. Yeah, I'm not yeah. building up any suspense here. This game was incredibly important to me and is on the short list of video games. When I think about video games, this is on that list yeah. because it was important to me growing up. It was important to friendships that I built. It was important to like social situations. And while video games and my age, your age, my age, we grew up with video games and we're one of the first generations to grow up yep, with video games. For sure. And so it was an important part of growing up and developing and then you had these games that came out where you got to play with three other people. Yeah. Oh my God. This is a huge development in friendship of um, getting really comfortable being in the same room with someone and not talking very much. Yeah. Which is an important part of friendship. What like, I do with my dad all the time. Exactly. Not saying I love you. <laughs> Trying not to say, just moving around. The, don't say I love you. Don't say I love you. Um, <laughs> so I think it's an important part. Like, you know, they always say like the truest sign of friendship or even, uh, you know, love, love language or whatever it is, is like being able to be in the same room and not say anything and be uncomfortable doing that. I think this is like the greatest example of that. And I, and while I, you know, I have fears about how it aged, I can't take away from the times when I thought about it as a kid and thought that this was gaming will never get better than this. Yep. This is a four to four for me. I love it. I think, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, especially when you, you went, you know, when you think about video games, this is one of the games you think of. Mm -hmm. There's Mario 64, there's Pokemon on Game Boy, sure. there's Mario Kart's probably up there as well, yeah. GoldenEye. Like, there aren't a ton of games. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, <laughs> yes, definitely. It's a punching yeah. bag at this Spore. point. <laughs> Spore. Uh, the, no, it, it's, actually, it's funny that, that I say that, because a lot of those games are uh, Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. And here's an interesting, you mentioned playing with three other people. Yeah. That was at an era where playing with four controllers connected to the same console was even for the next couple generations yeah. for PlayStation didn't become a thing. Yeah, they took it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Nintendo always knew that that's part of what they wanted was that communal gameplay. And I think we need a return to couch co-op because that was, when people say couch co-op, or sorry, couch couch multiplayer or whatever, yeah. Um, I think that they local multiplayer local multiplayer yeah. sorry yeah is is they they're thinking about Goldeneye and I, and and what that game meant to them mm -hmm. and because it's become a cultural touchstone yeah. reference point as art this game is not talked about enough mm. uh and that's because the generation who controlled the narrative on what art was wasn't playing this game back in the day but yeah. as we get older this is this becomes something where video games are now much more in the zeitgeist in the conversation with regards to art, even backdating to something like this. And if it involves how much the art affected us on a human level, mm. this game is absolutely in the conversation. It's an easy four out of four for me as well. Yeah. The the emotion and feeling that I got when I was playing it is something that has my ability to feel that emotion while playing video games has since faded because yeah. every time you experience something for the first time in games. It, it's almost like it it dulls the ability to feel it again because right, it's less special and right. less special and less special. This was at a time where my neurotransmitters were firing on like all <laughs> cylinders, an infinite number of cylinders, um, and and it was uh, and it was it was just something that I'll never be able to feel again yeah. because of the uniqueness of, of what this was. Easy four out of four. Don't even have to think twice about it. No, absolutely. Well put. I I I, I I'm so excited that we get to do games like this. Obviously there is a secret number of like, we have like a, that secret candy drawer of games that we're like, oh man, yeah. wouldn't it be great to play this game? Yep. And it was such a great excuse to kind of, you know, end the year uh, with with this great game and and uh, a great year for the retrograde, a tough year for the world. So, <laughs> uh, so why not end it in a good way? So let's go play this game. I'm so excited to go play this So game. excited. And first, thanks so much for lending oh. uh, to us of uh, ANC Games, uh, not only the game, but the console as well, the we're N64. Gonna, and we're going to be Golden playing Eye. it on the actual controllers. We're playing it on the actual controllers, oh. so you can't take that away from us in stunning 4K resolution. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the guy, when he handed it to me, he's like, oh, yeah, good luck on that TV. And I'm like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> he was so like genuinely nice and concerned about it. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to we're going to try. We're going to try our best. Uh that's acgamesonline.com or for 52 Spadina Avenue in Toronto. And we've actually had some of the D-pads reach out and tell us that they've purchased from ANC Games for their oh, holiday gifts. Fantastic. Guys, that means so much to oh. us. Thank you so much. It's enough that you go to their Tingling. site, visit. I know, isn't that fucking so awesome? So nice. Um let us know if you do that, let us know what you got. We'd love to share some of that on uh, on our social media and uh so happy to be partners with ANC Games. Yeah. So Again, keep yeah. us posted there. Absolutely. And before we hit the break, we're going to play a quick uh, minute or so clip of the Mushroom Club episode. Yeah. So you'll hear first a little bit of that episode. If you're interested, you can go over to patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. It's $5 a month for all the bonus content, some direct communication with Andrew and myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to be pumping out a bunch of bonus content, especially towards the end of this year. So keep an eye out there. Yeah, I can't believe we, Mikey and I, we, we have a little schedule and we just kept putting episodes in because there's so much we want to so talk much we about. So much we want to do. I know. And especially, especially over a break where people hopefully have some time to themselves and stuff like that. We'll, totally. we'll be putting out some content for you, uh, for your wonderful ears. Definitely. So it'll be that uh, little clip and then we'll go into the gameplay and then we'll see you guys on the other side. Wonderful. Let's go do this. Doo -doo -doo. Hey, no odd job, okay? Oh, fuck. No, no odd job. Odd job. I, I love that little shorthand shit of like, we, you know, obviously no, obviously no odd job. job. Yeah, yeah, no odd job. job. Okay, okay like no punch into the face. Like we know. <laughs> <laughs> I have glasses. <laughs> To me, it's crazy that the British government has a plan that relies on bungee jumping. No. Never in my life have I had a plan where part and parcel, it relies on the fact that I can jump bungee yeah. once it's done. <laughs> jump, comma, bungee. Jump. Uh, I love the idea that the defense minister gets in front of the queen and she's like, Okay, let's see the uh, spy plan for the year. <laughs> and uh, by the way, my Clairefoy is like down, like really good. And they're like, okay, mom, I got this. Okay, here. And all he writes is sex, and he circles it three times, and he writes bungee jump, and he circles it three times, and helicopter. And she's like, very good. <laughs> we are, once again, the dominant nation in the world. Oh, man, I'm so excited for this. So we're, we're purposely waiting to be ready for it for when we mm. turn this game on. Wait, wait for it to hit. Just like Leslie Odom himself. <laughs> I like the idea. It's like, I don't feel anything yet. Do you feel anything? Oh my God. Okay. This is right. certified 007. President James Bond. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. This sound, man. Like, so this sound comes up a lot. Uh, this is like its go-to. In the movie. In the movie. Ugh. This is this is a better introduction than the movie is. For I sure. agree, and also the best that James Bond's gonna look in this whole game. Yes, out of focus and in the distance. I don't remember there being like electric guitar. All right, you want to no. do some multiplayer to figure out the controls and everything, Let's and then do we'll it. go into the. Uh, we'll do the multiplayer for you, the single player for me. Okay, so multiplayer. Uh oh, DK mode's already on. <laughs> okay, so two players. We will go obviously to the complex. Oh my god, DK mode. Yeah. Donkey Kong mode. Yeah. Big head, long arms. Yeah. I didn't ever put you that together. You didn't put that together? No. Oh, wow. Because it's rare. Okay, game length, uh, first to 10 points. Yep, let's do that. Weapons, uh, not rockets, please. Not rockets. Okay, like always, okay. you look away. It's going to be slappers only. I know it. And, and go. Pistols. Pistols. Okay. okay, good job. Characters, love it. Okay, we got to choose some characters. I'm usually Natalia, but I think I'm going to be Xenia. I'm going to be Boris because I like his shirt. <laughs> he's wearing like a like a hoodie. No, he's wearing like a like a Hawaiian shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I, that makes me laugh. 
Okay, here we go. Let's start. Okay. Oh, this is so sexy. Oh, I started off in the King of the Hill room. Fuck you. Fuck, Fuck you. you. Oh, yo, this up-down movement is pilot controls. This is probably where I learned it from. I'm running out of bullets. I'm slapping you. Oh my God, stop slapping me. Oh, I almost killed you. you I almost, almost slapped killed you to death. Oh, and the body armor's right here. I forgot about that. Oh, I, I haven't have... gotten a gun yet, so, so I, I have don't a know. silenced BB-7 and a Magnum. Oh, I got a DD-4. So Mike and I are in a hallway shooting each just, other. <laughs> we just completely went quiet there. Oh, you got me. God, and I had to jump Ooh, on you and everything. Jesus. That was, Man, that's, good job. Yeah, creepy. we go quiet because we're actually trying to focus on yeah, the game. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's amazing. You know what's kind of funny about it, though, is like if in real life you and I were standing in front of each other with guns, that's how it would go. Yeah. We would just be shooting, not hitting anybody. Yeah, that's why I don't believe, that's why I think uh, James Bond is a, a farce because he's too quippy <laughs> about uh, death. <laughs> So have you looked at my screen once or no? Uh, no, I'm really trying not to. Really I'm trying, trying not, not to, to as well, even though your screen is gigantic. It's a very big screen. We're playing on my brand new OLED. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought <laughs> I... Fuck, it's hard Andrew. to Andrew! Oh my God. Fucking die. Oh no. Oh, well, we do it. It's it's always like a lot of running around then. Fuck it. Then Let's we just, just stand over. Just, I'm, I'm just going to tap shoot until someone dies. It's it's crazy how much better we must have been at this game as kids. Oh my god, so much better. I'm trying oh to go god. down. Can't do it. Fuck. Oh, you're oh, up here. Jesus. Oh god. I was trying to go down the Oh, that's 5. That's 5? That's 5. Woohoo! Yeah, damn it. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite parts of the game too, the little awards they would give you at the oh, end. Oh, right. I forgot about those. Yeah, I I used to love I was always those. the most cowardly. Yes. <laughs> I love that cuz it it like incentivized you to Get going to, to like move, it to shamed you bit. to like not camp, and it the shaming did work. Oh, yeah, boy, well, yeah, it did. There, oh, you, there go. you go, weapon of choice, Cougar Magnum, longest innings, and marksmanship award, shortest innings, mostly harmless. I mostly mean, harmless when it's one versus one, that seems cruel. Yeah, well, the problem is like second is also last, yeah, you know, exactly, like, yeah. exactly. All okay. right, let's do some, let's do some single player, okay? So let's get to select mission. We're gonna, damn, oh man, we have all the weapon or all the missions. Available. Unlocked. This is amazing. Uh, let's go to facility. facility. I really love to run through facility. Okay. Here, why don't you start? Hey, Nothing makes me laugh more. Like uh, we saw, It's the same thing with uh, Matrix uh, last week. Yes. Is that all the scientists immediately see and go, no. No. And they like slowly <laughs> curl into the ball on the ground. Like, like the scientists they are. Scientists are cowards. <laughs> oh, no, my God. Thanks for the vaccine, cowards. The music is phenomenal. All right. So here. Oh, the music is amazing. So I see the guy. I think I used to play with big heads on all the time. There oh, you go. I there shot, goes his, his shot his helmet off or his hat, and I shot him in the head. That that felt so good. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's just standing in front of the urinal with a gun in his hand. With a gun, like and he's not that gun. No, like he's at attention. KF seven Soviet is the name of the gun instead of AK forty seven. I'm just honestly, I know I'm not going the right way, but I'm just exploring this. Le like it's just the sense memory of being back here. It's like, you know what it feels like? Yeah, what's It's like that? going back to your old high old, school. Old high school. Yeah, where it's different but the same. Yes. Oh, shit. He's I wearing a helmet. Shot the guy in the helmet and he yawned. Oh, nicely done. Oh, I can't shoot through the guy's body. God yeah. damn, man. This this honestly feels much better than I thought it was going to feel. Really, Here, eh? I'll give you a shot. Yeah. Okay, let me try. I sweated it up for you, too. Yeah, good. You know what? You're and I sweat combining together. It's going to create the new pandemic we don't know about. <laughs> We call my uh, recording studio the wet market. <laughs> <laughs> I expected it to feel 
frame much up. harder oh. yeah. to control, but it's not. It it's like the controls are different, but they're not necessarily as bad as I expected. No, I they it's like they knew and they cheated out the controls a little bit where your camera moves for you, going like, oh, there's a guy slightly the, off your the thing. The auto aim is very helpful. They yes. eke they eke that out a little bit. Oh, don't shoot the scientist. You got to minimize scientist casualties. Yeah, run in front of the guy with the gun. Good job, scientist. I thought they were supposed to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're cowards. Actually, that was a pretty brave thing that he did. I really like that the starting weapon, like the Walter PP7, is a very famous gun in the Bond universe and they make it really powerful and that's good if they made this cheap and weak you wouldn't feel cool as yeah Bond. no that's a really good point you're like you want you want to feel powerful as James Bond James Bond is powerful yeah so okay I don't know I don't know how to parse this out here a little bit Jim parsing this out <laughs> but um is the graphics better than I thought because I had low expectations I think so they kind of work like they're not bad I no. mean, they're not great, but they 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 suffice. I guess is a, is, a, is a way you can say it. Time to explode all these bottles. It was too easy, Alec. It always was. Ah, oh, fantastic. Does that mean I I f destroy didn't destroy. I didn't destroy the tank. God damn it! And welcome back to the retrograde, Andrew. Your yeah. mission okay. is to rate this game, oh. but not yet. Oh, <laughs> we gotta talk about Fails. it first. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I failed the mission on facility. I couldn't remember if I had to explode the the big barrels right. while I was in the room or after. And it turns out it's while you're in the room, but which to me make, makes less sense. It makes yeah. no sense. And also, I think in the movie, he is flying away when he explodes it. Yeah. Like, and now you're going to be like, <laughs> let's do it in this small room together. Like, yeah. yeah and it's not like, like you walk towards the door and it's like, hey, don't you want to you know, the thing you came for, yeah. just press the little button on your watch. Yeah. It's like you failed because you've walked through a doorway. I love that it gives you the choice to leave yeah. and fail. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, Makes then again, there's like a couple things that allows you to fail. Like you, you could shoot the scientists if you wanted right. to. It doesn't like when you, when your screen, when your, uh, you know, like uh, the target goes over them, it goes like blank. Like you can't True. shoot True. Well, but it does, if you kill one, it'll say like, don't kill, don't kill ca civilians. Mm. And by the way, civilian casualty as a young kid, I didn't have a clue what that meant. Yeah, no. I think I would call it like Sivlin ca causality or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know what they were trying oh, to tell too me. Too many Sivlin causalities. <laughs> that sounds like something Kant would say. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does to bring that back. Um, yeah, no, uh, it, I do there. I love the amount of choice it gives you on the level. Like yeah. you're just going like, Hey, here's the things, how you get there is your own thing. Like it's, it's much more of a slow pace than I kind of remember. Yeah. Like I, I sort of remember being urged to get from point A to point B a little mm. bit more, but because you can clear out an area and everyone's dead, you kind of just have free range to move around it as much as you want, yeah. which is nice. I like that. Free range. Yeah. Just uh, like the, the game itself. Yeah. The game itself. At the farmer's it's organic and free it, range. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. It was able to grow up and, and live its own life before yeah. capture oh is death. it free reign is that why you're yeah, yeah. oh okay, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry i was making I just but it I, is a free range chicken it is a free range chicken i'm gonna call and the it chicken free, had I'm, free reign while being I'm, free range yeah, i'm gonna go to the farmer's market and be like is this a free reign chicken <laughs> did it rule over its <laughs> <laughs> free reign Ooh, that's it everyone can reign that's well, the thing that's the rule when i'm thirsty uh -huh. I go outside and just collect some free rain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. When when they're giving away that energy drink from the early 2000s that was in every bar. <laughs> rain? Yeah, they're giving oh, out yeah. free rain. Was yeah. that the one in like the blue, the blue dread? I think it was red because oh, I, I remember that. In my, this is so hyper local. I don't, can't believe I'm making that joke. But it was like when Monster 
and Rockstar and Red Bull and everything had hit the market all at once. Right. Every like local competitor was like, oh, we'll we'll do our thing as well. And I already have connections with the bar, so we'll put it in behind the right, bar. Right, 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 right. So right. you're like, oh, can I get a Red Bull and vodka? Because you know, I'm a, I was a scumbag at 21. And they're like, uh, they're like, yeah, you go with rain? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I'm already poisoning my body. <laughs> I'm hurting myself yeah. actively. I don't <laughs> care what you call that. Can you weapon. mush up a cigarette pre doing it? And I'll drink it in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you have any leftover cocaine just like drizzled on the on the bar top there? Yeah, and I'd rather see you spitting it instead of turning your back to me. Um, yeah, no, uh, I, I, I I'm so glad that we played some of the most iconic levels in the game. We really we just went bangers. We just I went was, right at. It. I mean, it was it. How can you not? It, it's been mm. years. Like, how long would it have been since playing this game? Like, I oh Jesus, a couple. I, I know I played at uh, at a video game bar, and I remember, and I'll, I'll say it right now too. I, I was afraid because a couple of years ago I, was, I played it, and I was like, "Uh oh, this sucks." Oh yeah. Whereas yeah. I've played other games from this generation, and I was like, "Oh, cool nostalgia." This one was like because the controls are so vital to playing this game. Yeah. As opposed to like, I don't want to make the comparison again, but let's say Mario Kart. Mario Kart controls are so simple; it'd be really hard to screw them up. They're timeless. They're exactly. Yeah. It's just like left, right, and go. Like right. you're like, okay, cool. And so in this one aiming has gone so far and ahead you know there's so many great uh first person shooter games in large part due to this right but there's so many great ones that going back are like oh what the hell am i supposed to do i felt like the graphics looked like shit i i, I really didn't like it i didn't feel like that playing this time i know it's weird i i think part of that is whenever you go and play like look i love my video game bars i i love them so much i can't wait to go back to them yeah i can't wait for them but to reopen when you play a game at a video game bar mm. you're there are a couple things in your way one the atmosphere is all over the place yeah. two the controllers are usually pretty broken. Yeah. So I think that gets in the way, but I remember going back and playing Perfect Dark and it didn't feel as good as this felt. I think because this was the original, oh, okay. like playing Perfect Dark, I actively disliked. Actively. You did. We were on very different ends on that one. Right. In playing this though, because it was so, that's the only, it's almost like this is a different type of game than Perfect Dark is. Even though Perfect Dark is the spiritual, as you would say, predecessor, as I would say, successor. Um, even though Perfect Dark was essentially the same game, this... You, idiot. Me, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an infinite number of examples of that. Uh, there's, uh, th there's something about GoldenEye as GoldenEye being so related to these controls yeah. that it didn't feel as terrible. I, like I said before we started playing the game, did notice that I just felt like I had less control. Like, that scene in Facility, when I shoot the guy's hat off, off his head right i as a kid playing that was able to do that without thinking with my eyes closed right. this actively took me about 25 seconds to do it right and <laughs> a couple tries yeah yeah, yeah yeah um but because because it was kind of expected it didn't feel as terrible as i thought it was right. obtuse but it was almost obtuse in a way that was sentimental if oh, that makes sense okay. and that's a weird argument to make because then where do you draw that line of yeah. bad controls being integral to the game but yeah or like it's almost that the controls are written into my code like i could close my eyes and do it like neo in the matrix i was, I was you gonna know? say yeah yeah so like i i just is it are they not as bad or are they just so secondhand that i've i've overcome their deficiencies it, it may be that i don't know what this game would be like if the controls were good it would be too easy like it would just be yeah. it would just be a walk in the park if you had ac accurate controls in this. Okay, so those are the controls. I would say the graphics are better than I thought. Yeah. I, I, the levels graphics are better than I thought, and the character design is where I think it it suffers. But if it's an unnamed Russian soldier, right, I'm okay with them looking like that. It's only when it starts going 
you know Alan Cumming, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, that's Alan Cumming. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, that's the that's where it falls down. But like, if it's just generic guy, soldier guy, sure, fine, fine. G- generic Russian soldier with a goatee. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is the number one model. I think about him. All there's the one guy with the scar and the scowl. Yeah, and he's like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it's sometimes, sometimes they're soldiers, sometimes they're scientists, but it's all the same face. Yeah, I think those were actually people who worked at Rare. That would not shock me. Yeah. And actually a really good way. It looks, and it's also like so dark. The game is just dark in general. Yeah. That like their face looks so mushed. You're like, it's, I know it's a person because it's got arms and legs and everything. Yeah. But that's <laughs> about sometimes their, their DK era <laughs> yeah. arms and legs, which we just discovered. I didn't know DK mode was Donkey Kong mode. Yeah. I just assumed, I didn't ever know really what that meant. If I'm being completely honest. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, DK mode because Rare made DK and also made uh Goldeneye. Yeah. Seven, James Bond. And, uh, and you know, I want banana mode. I want there to be more bananas in there from Donkey Kong. Minecart mode. Minecart mode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, Kooky Kong and, you know, all the other ones. King K. Rule. King K. Rule. Um, <laughs> this, I don't know. What, what did you enjoy better, the multiplayer or the single player element of this? I, I think, you know, not to say the word infinite again, but uh, I think, I think multiplayer will always be the, the thing. And even, I think, even playing with just two people. Yeah, playing with two people is tough. And I also think th- with only the pistols was was tough yeah, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think if there was a bigger range of guns, we would have had a little bit more fun. But I, I still think multiplayer was like, I, I will do the levels, but I could see it's so it's so linear. It's so on rails yes. in a lot of ways, even though I know we just said about choice. But like, you, unless you increase difficulty, I would have trouble keep playing the levels because you're like, well, here we the, go again. The single player or the multiplayer? The single player. The single see, player. I, I almost disagree. I okay. would have found the repetition in multiplayer. If it's just two people. Really? If you okay. have four, there's that many more variables yeah. and that much more wackiness. But the single player, like I was into the idea of doing it the first time, getting feel for the level, okay. then increasing the difficulty and doing the extra objectives, then increasing the difficulty and trying to do the cheat on each level. Like okay. it all felt really... That process is really cool to me and mm. has more in line with like modern day games, I think, than people give it credit for because in today's games, it's like you can beat a level, sure, but did you get the platinum trophy mm. or like did you get three stars? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like that that feeling, it doesn't feel like it's a an obnoxious way of 100%ing it. It's a way that's kind of tied inherently to the gameplay. Right. The game gets more difficult and asks you to do more, but it's not like I have to run around the city and find random pickups that are just hidden around corners like they would have. Just like you on a Friday night. Just like me, <laughs> just just f- picking things up on corners. Um, but like that would be like a, like Assassin's Creed or Spider-Man or something. Mm. Part of 100%ing it is finding these arbitrary pickups yeah. just to get like as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I'm totally with you on that. But I think only, only says really good things things about GoldenEye in general that you and I are taking two facets of the game and I go, this side's better. No, this side's better. Sure. Oh, wow, there's two sides that you are both thinking is better? That's yeah, good. Totally, you know? totally. And it's not that I'm saying like, oh, I hate single player. It's just more that like, uh, I, I think there will be just endless diversity in the multiplayer because just people do their own thing. Yeah, the multiplayer, I've always been worried about going back because, you know, people talk about the multiplayer with such reverence. Oh, yeah. And they're like, you know what we should do is just like get an N64 and play GoldenEye all night long. Mm. And like, that scares me because I just don't get as much out of the multiplayer. And I yeah. feel like that's 90% of what people want to play it for now. Oh yeah. And I just, I don't, I couldn't imagine doing that for more than an hour or so before really? I get kind of just, yeah, the weapon variation and the, and the levels are cool in terms that are designed, but they're kind of boring and, mm. and, and one note, same color palette and all that. I don't think I could play it for that long. I enjoyed going back to it, Yeah, but as that's more of like a, like going to a museum, you just want to mm. like see it in like in glass in that 
that time, encased mm. in that time, but not much beyond that. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. So let's get into the scores. Let's then. get into the scores. So Andrew, you started with a four. I, both fours. And I was a Forza Motorsport. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it was a one. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so two fours for an eight out of eight. Can't get much better than that. No, you can get much worse, though. So we're, oh we're spooked. We, there's a lot of, lot of ways you can fail after getting an eight out of eight in the retro score. But, Andrew, why don't you start with the current score? Yeah, th- this, this is a prime example of ring the bell. It's tough. It is, it is, this one is racking my brain where, and I, I could tell you, I could, I was in my head of going like, it could be anything between a one and a four uh-huh. because, and, and lots of reasons because of that, you know, in this part, we compare it to games that have come out today. Sure. Now, if this game came out today, you'd be like, is this a joke? Are you pranking me? Yeah. Like this looks awful. Yep. The controls, what? I can't control the, the camera and the, the, you know, whatever. But, but at the same time this game would present unique qualities that don't exist anymore. Sure. Four people sitting down next to each other and get to play a game together? Yeah. Well, that doesn't, that's not a it's thing that's made anymore. Very hard to find. A video game that is directly tied to a movie and is absolutely like 100% in detail with the plot? Yeah. No, that doesn't exist yeah. anymore either. There's so many parts of this where I'm like, you know, we, we I always give value to these games that we play. And even though comparatively today, these things are light years ahead of them, it presents unique qualities that don't exist in the modern day sure. gaming. Yeah. So I can't give it a one. Right. I got to give it much more than that to say it's its own property that stands on its own two feet. Yep. And will the nostalgic trip is still strong. You get that first hit and you're like, whoa, yeah. yep. let's do this. So I can't give it, I'm not going to give it a four either because, and I'm and now I'm eliminating scores. You're finding my range. Here we go. We're Listen, finding my range. There, there's a few left. You can't do a one. No. You can't do a two. No. One and a half is on the table. One and a half is on the table. Two is on the table. Two is on the table. Two and a half. Yeah. Three. But probably a three and a half. Yeah. Four is four is off. Four is off motorsport. Four is off motorsport. I am going to give this a three. Okay. And I, this nice. is actually a lot higher than I thought. And when I was playing the game, like two, two and a half, two, two. And I kept going back. And then I said, I said, if you wanted to play this game, I don't think you'll play this game and go, what the fuck is this? I hate this. Oh, this right. is dead to me. Right, 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 Whatever. Right. You'll find value in this game. Especially is, if you played it back in the day. Exactly. Yeah. Whether you find it in single player like Mikey did yep. or multiplayer with me, there's lots of ways you can attack this game and, and how many of the rules you want to follow and how, what levels you want to follow and then multiplayer and everything, I think presents a really unique and strong nostalgia trip that is worth going back to i'm giving this a three out of four amazing i yeah listen you the the primary thing i was going to say when it came time to review mm-hmm. was that there's something in this for everyone oh yeah if you're a nostalgia seeker that's, a good point. that's all you'll get yeah. if you like the single player because this type of single player experience in a first person shooter does not exist anymore it's right. unique to this and i really like this formula the multiplayer really doesn't do anything for me, okay. but I can take that or leave it. Mm. In this, there is a full exploration of my nostalgia, but there's also, in which which is tough because sometimes that's enough to give the game a good score, mm-hmm. but only if the controls and everything else are passable. Right. If it's unplayable, it's not enough. Yeah. But in this, it kind of is because it's kind of tied into to everything. Mm-hmm. And I could see myself playing through a lot more of the single player and having fun doing it. Uh, you know, does that mean I, I'm, I'm astounded and blown away and, and oh my God, my expectations were blown through the roof. No, but it is better than I expected. And I think I also thought I'd be giving this a one and a half, honestly, but I'm, I'm going three as well. I think really, because, because from an objective standpoint, and I think our modern scores are a lot more objective than, than the retro scores. Um, because I think that 
most people I know would be fine playing the multiplayer. Yeah. That's good enough to recommend this as a three, knowing that I don't need that, but I can find my own thing in the single player. Wow. It's good. There's something there for everyone. I had no, I thought you were hundred percent giving like a two or something like that. No, I wow. honestly, after the multiplayer, I was thinking, yeah, two, I think, yeah. which was better than I thought. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then having played facility, I was like, okay, this is going. And then the more we played, I was just like, that's that's a good formula. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking this, and I remember this is probably one of my favorite first-person shooters of all time mm-hmm. because of the structure of the missions in the yeah. single player. Yeah. Well, I'm doing some quick math in my head. With two fours, that's an eight, and two threes, that's a six. That gets us to 14 and 16, and I know that hits a barrier that I'm very happy about. That does get... Uh, so there's there's two awards that we get here. Yeah, okay? time to give some awards to, to GoldenEye. Give, time to give some awards to GoldenEye. The first award that I want to give mm-hmm. is not the major one, oh. but it is the Field of Childhood Dreams, where the oh. retro score is a seven or higher. Ah. Hard to get. Uh, yeah, and very. obviously, it's uh, it's something that we remember very Jane Fondly. Um, this uh, award James that we're, Bond. <laughs> Fondly. James. Oh, Fondly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, this award is mm-hmm. something we love saying. Oh, this is big. Uh, something we don't get to say very often. No. Looking back, the last time we got to give this was... Uh, well, we gave it to, uh, to The Last of Us 2. Journey was the last time oh, we yeah. gave... Uh, and that was dating way back to June of this year. Wow. Uh, we are giving the Chevy Silverado Like a Rock Dwayne Johnson & Johnson a Family Company Trophy Hall of Fame trophy oh, wow. to GoldenEye, which is a 14 or higher. A very, very tough score to get, especially as we're looking back at retro games that yeah. very rarely translate well to the modern era. Yeah, and if you're new to this, that's essentially our Hall of Fame. It, it is. It GoldenEye is going to the Hall of Fame. If you'd asked me blankly before scores without scores, should it be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes. And I'm really glad that we played out the process to make sure, to, to see that it did it. You know, I, I didn't give it a three thinking, wait, if I give it a three, I'm like, he gives it a three. No. You know what I mean? No. But it made the Hall of Fame, and that makes me so happy. I, I honestly thought you were probably going to go higher than a three. Um, oh, I'm actually I thought, shocked I got a three. I thought I was going to go lower than a three. Yeah. Because uh, I think I think a lot of the times you're much more accepting of the game as a nostalgia, like nostalgia as a thing, whereas mm. I often think more about what I ever want to play this game mm. if not for the nostalgia. Okay. And there's enough there for it. I, man... <laughs> I'm very impressed by this. And I was thinking if it didn't get into the Hall of Fame, we almost would have had to give it an honorary pass because of how important it is. Uh, And it's fine that a game may not work as well in the modern day. It's not taking anything away from it uh, if it had such a big impact back in the day. But it's one of those ones. It's going in on its own merit. It's going in. Yeah. So congratulations to GoldenEye. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. But thank you so much for listening to Retrograde. We finally did it. We did GoldenEye. People have been requesting it for a long time, guys. There you go. I hope you enjoyed it. It's so exciting. But... It's the holidays, and I hope everyone is uh, enjoying themselves. I know this has been an incredibly weird year, and we hope that we've been Wait, able to why contri- do you say that? Uh, oh, right, yeah. You've just been living your life normally. Yeah. Just going out every day. Yeah. Going to the gym. <laughs> it's weird. There's, like, no one at the bars anymore. I know. It's weird. It's weird you have to break in, too. That's. It feels <laughs> that every bar turned into an escape room. Yeah. It, where you have to escape into it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Exactly. A break-in room, as yeah, they call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we know it's been weird, but we hope that you know, the retrograde has been a part of solace in any part of it whatsoever. And thank you so much for listening. Quantum of solace. Hey, absolutely. Oh, James Bond. Yeah. Uh, but we can't wait to talk to you soon. We got one more episode for the year. So let's let's all have a good holidays and we can't wait to talk to you soon. My name is Adrian Bascom. And I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over. Hey. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Retrograde Podcast. We look forward to recording this podcast all week long, and we hope you guys look forward to listening to it. You know how we got into retro video game podcasting for the money and the babes? We're really in it for the ratings and reviews. Money is ratings. Reviews are babes. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you enjoy podcasts. For any business inquiries, you can always email the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Retrograde Pod. And you can find Andrew on Twitter at Retrograde Andy. And then Mikey at Retrograde Mikey. Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. And remember, find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Retrograde Podcast for all of your non-essential but very much enjoyable content. Between Twitter, Instagram, and everything in between, we've grown a great community. Thank you so much for being part of it. It's like a weird hippie commune where we all have jobs and we might have sex with each other. And sometimes we kill Sharon Tate. (laughs) Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. You can drop that one in later.